Warning, the following audio may contain content inappropriate for a younger audience. Also, spoilers will be included for the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. You have been warned. Welcome to A Feast for Bros. Uh, Today we're here to talk about the first episode of Season 7, which is... Uh, Dragonstone. Uh, we actually got to see Danny get back to her uh, ancestral homeland after six full seasons. Anyway, I'm your host, Sean Solis, and I'm joined by my lovely friends with me here today. Uh, we got Jack Newman. Hi! I don't know why <laughs> very, I'm waxing off. Very excited uh, to <laughs> be here. Talk with... <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, um, <laughs> I'm just rubbing the car. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very excited by the the live streaming format. Clearly, um, now now y'all can hear all the stupid jokes I edit out. It's great. Uh, Sarah Becker. Hi everyone. Ben Haworth. Hello. I was trying to do something. Didn't work. It's okay. And uh, Jenna Daggett. We're not used to cameras. Hey. That's right. It is morning for Jenna. She's our trooper. Yeah, you're in you're in Israel. It's kind of super intense there. I'm, I'm super sorry, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, there was a terrorist attack on Friday morning, but I was not in Jerusalem, so that was that was a positive. I'd been in Jerusalem about two hours before it happened. Wow, oh, terrifying! Holy um, crap! Anyway, uh, on that yeah, note, talk about the real that world. Was, that was, I that was really tough. One, though, so, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really hard transition yeah. out of that. Like, so, uh, so fucking Ed Sheeran, man. So <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, he is now infected both uh, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, um, which I can't say I was super happy about. But uh, I, you know, I, that whole lead up, I thought he was gonna die. I thought Arya was like just gonna fucking stab him and kill all of them, um, which would have made me really happy. But I mean, I guess I'll still live with. <laughs> with Ed Sheeran being, being in Game of Thrones. Um, I was reading like an article the other day that kind of like describes him as a, you know, he's like a, he's like a minivan. He's like a reliable minivan. He's very good at what he does, but there's nothing it's particularly exciting there. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, um, I guess we'll start with the um, kind of the first scene that, uh, you know, in typical well, Game of Thrones. Hold on. I, I want to talk to I just want to take yeah. two seconds to kind of talk about a little bit something that I kind of noticed coming up here as well. What did you guys think about the introduction to the episode Stormborn? Like the title for the season, because I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this because as I mean, obviously it's it's a it's a reference to Daenerys Stormborn coming to the place where there was the initial storm over Dragonstone, where it was. What did you guys think of this title as as a beginning of this season? Because for me, and I think that we're, this might be a theme of the episode between me and Sean, uh, in terms of a like literal table setting episode. Uh, which is this one is to a T and I, I guess this mm-hmm. is the thing is like this is it's getting worse for me in terms of like like I, I posted on Twitter like the image from like uh, Monty Python where everyone's saying get on with it and it's like <laughs> like I, I think that like even though there's only eight episodes it's like even worse now because like now that I know there's eight episodes I can't handle seven <sighs> one big kind of waste god damn god damn, god damn, god damn <laughs> man it's why you do that <laughs> like now is I'm just like is it called like, Stormborn or is it called Dragonstone it is it's, called Dragonstone. Yeah, Dragonstone. It's called Dragonstone. Yeah, Storm Stormborn is just the name of like the her thing because she was a it was a storm over Dragonstone in which she was born. Well, I know. I just I was confused. I I, I didn't know is that like the title of the season or you thought it was that's the title, the title of the, of the episode. second episode. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Damn it! Is Chris. it the second episode? What? T- yeah, this episode's called yeah. Dragonstone. Oh, so this episode of FFB right now is currently mislabeled. Sorry, well guys. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Gonna fix that. It's great. Um, you know, they they made a whole a, kind of a big deal about her return, and uh, it was interesting how they filmed that. Right, like you had the the showrunners at the end I talking about yeah. how they wanted to have like complete silence and just let her enjoy the moment because you know if you look at the trajectory of danny as a character um always you know 
never actually getting to see this place, right? She was kind of, you know, taken out of uh, Dragonstone at the very beginning as a result of Robert's Rebellion. And after kind of six seasons of toiling away, she's finally getting back. Um, I thought it was kind of a cool way to do it. What did you guys think? Yeah, I liked it too because it felt like it was the weight of history. You know what I mean? She was walking in it and you could tell the history of of the Targaryens and of Stannis' thing. And clearly, you know, the castle had probably been looted when Stannis died and and, and, and how in disrepair it was. And there was one banner left that was just hanging from her and it was just such a great way to say your house is just done. Where <laughs> like the last moldy banner gets pulled down. And it was just great to see it done very visually. And like I said to all this sort of weight of history. I just wish it didn't end in such a cheesy blockbuster line. That part really didn't work for me. Where it's like, now we begin. It's like, I guess we mainly have One of the great things about the show on HBO Go is that they always have that last second where they like have the people kind of justify. And it's one of those things where it's like, you can tell like the strength of like focus testing versus like, you know, a good idea that in practice doesn't work for me. And I guess like because Game of Thrones is what it is and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck's happening through the whole season and I want it to move on. Like the whole time that scene was happening, I was like, you're not just going to like be quiet and not give me new information for the last five minutes of this episode, right? Like you're not going to do this. And that's so frustrating to me. I agree with you. And it's funny. I understand that artistic decision and I totally agree with you. But at the same time, like I was just so frustrated by it. And the line at the end also frustrated the crap out of me because I'm just like, I guess like I'm just ready for like if this whole season isn't just like motivating forward moving action, I'm going to get super frustrated. And this, this episode was not to me. And I think that's like, it was just like, and I guess they need to do that in table set, but like, yeah. you know, they have a, they have a well, cool, that's always been the game of Thrones trajectory. It's like, you know, they, they always end on a cliffhanger yeah. and after cliffhanger, you just always have to have falling action until the next, you know, sort of story beat, you know, I, I just understand that that's going to happen. And I at least appreciate that. Cause either a, for this episode, I liked it a lot either. Cause a, maybe it's just, I haven't heard this, Game of Thrones dialogue in a while. It's just nice to be back in the world. But I actually felt like it was on the better episodes. Mm-hmm. It's something I haven't had in a while of just characters kind of just talking. <laughs> like, there's been a lot of stuff happening. And I did kind of just want an episode where people were like, uh, and I get like you've waited a year and a half. So that's the part that sucks. You know what I mean? If this was, yeah. <laughs> you went from, if you were watching them on, you know, HBO Go after the show's over, it's like, great, there, you know, it'd be fine. But it's been a year and a half for us in real time. So as uh, when, a uh, person tweeted, which I really liked, is like, Game of Thrones is back. Here's some poop and bed cheering. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not the most satisfying episode, but I kind of at least appreciated most of it for that reason, though I understand it is very slow. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. I was uh, I was watching kind of my thoughts were similar to Jack's on the on the Dragonstone scene, and I think that scene was actually quite representative of the entire episode. It was kind of cool, but at the same time, like halfway through it, I'm like, this castle's freaking huge. It's going to take her all episode to like actually get to the throne room. I just <laughs> wanted one guy to be squatting there. I just wanted one guy to be like, oh shit, and then like jump out the window. <laughs> it's like somebody's just like taking a poop on the throne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's the hobos? Where are the Game of Thrones hobos? Yeah. It's like no one got a boat and like went and just lived in this giant castle. Of course they did. Gendry. There would be a whole, there'd be a whole yeah. army of hobos. Like just yeah, like hobos. Gendry about. to be there with Led by Gendry. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> Gendry the Hobo King. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was also kind of similar to the first uh, the first episode of, I guess, last season, was it? Um, where Prince Doran like, gets killed like right off the bat, um, and you're just like, oh, shit. Um, and that kind of like, brings us into the very first scene um, that I really don't think anyone was expecting, and I, I certainly had not predicted that anything like that would happen. Yeah. Um, what, what was your all take? Does anyone kind of want to lay the scene for what happened there? Well, I thought at first as it was happening that it was just some sort of weird flashback sequence. I did too, yeah. I thought- and so I was like, okay, how are they tying this back in? Uh, and, you know, Walder Frey's up there being an asshole like, yeah, like he does and everything's normal and fine. And then everyone starts throwing up and I realized <laughs> what was happening and it was... So good. <laughs> yeah, I, so they satisfying. Play, it's such a dick move to play with people's expectations because, like, first off, like it's kind of like, I don't. They, they don't really have an in-universe reason to why Arya Stark can throw her voice that well. But like, okay, um, I, and, voice training, and, 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 and I don't blame them. Actually, I, I feel like they're doing. They're, that's very intentional. Like they're like leaving, uh, kind of like her abilities with the masks vague on purpose, which I totally. Totally respect, you know. 
but uh, at the same time, like it is sort of like I was like, is this a flashbook? A flashback? Is like, oh no, she's talking about the Starks. So this is post Starks. Oh shit! And then and then like everyone's coughing and dying, and I just I really enjoy um, the right. actress that plays Arya Stark and like how much she is like taking almost explicitly sexual enjoyment from murdering people <laughs> i feel like he references every time you talk about Arya. he does <laughs> which like worries me i do it's like you know you can you can like smirky mcsmirk face well that was the that was the wise thing they did in this episode was that was the one cathartic we've been waiting a year and a goddamn half moment you know was watching her kill all the phrase at once at the beginning yes. and give the whole the north remembers and you're just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. is uh since all the phrase are now dead does that mean that the lady stoneheart theory is gone as well she is like uh, stoneheart, yeah like basically she's <laughs> doing both roles and i'll tell you what finally convinced me too was like an interview with jr with jrm and he kind of just like sort of confirmed and like actually fought against kind of the reasoning when he was talking because one of the things that convinced me that she needed to be a part of it is that uh george rr R. martin literally said at different times and points and he's kind of stated like you know Caitlin was my POV character and from my like my the close he said it was like at some I think at some point he said it was the closest POV character for himself in the hmm. series which is sort of interesting uh but I think that was a, that was like one of the reasons is like you know it's he, he's the perfect like imperfect character and as he comes back like you know he, I, that's why I always wanted but he said he was very upset about the fact that they decided not to include her as Lady Stoneheart oh that's interesting that's one of the more interesting or compelling theories I've seen is that uh, John will be this, like, Lord... Well, the joke was Lord Snowheart, but uh, <laughs> the idea is that John's going to have to die again, and then Barrick will save him. And so I think that's more, like, it's more unexpected, because I think a lot of the, the book readers are like, oh, yeah, Lady Stoneheart's coming any second, any second. And then she never shows up. And now that the phrase are gone, I think it is more <laughs> compelling that it's going to be transferred to a... A character that everyone already loves, blah blah blah. Yeah, and also yeah. now the Hound is the one we're bringing back as like the the fan favorite who everyone thought was dead that we're now bringing back. And they even had a, we'll talk about it later a reference to it, like the the Grave Digger character from the book and stuff like that. So I think he's sort of both he and Arya are taking the Lady Stoneheart parts and kind of splitting them up. As yeah, well. yeah, and also it allows us to keep. Uh, uh, Oh, what's her face? God, there's so many characters, and I'm so rusty. Uh, giant lady kicks ass. Oh, Brienne. Brienne, yeah, it keeps Brienne and uh, Podrick Pod alive. So that's yeah, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting because uh, you know both at the, at the beginning of this season and the beginning of last season when they killed off the Doran. Um, it was weird to me as a book reader because like these characters had been built up so much in the books, like both the Freys and the and the Martells, um, and I guess probably to a lesser extent, uh, extent in the TV show. But it's always just like, oh my god, that like entire house is pretty much gone, um, and you know it, it makes sense from a narrative perspective because like the Freys really don't need to be there anymore, right? Um, right. So anyway, um, and I was glad that we did, you know then. The other Riverland scene we got, which is the infamous Ed Sheeran scene, but besides that yes. element of it, um, <laughs> I really did like that they took a bit to do that because you could easily just have her be like kill everybody, but then she actually meets real soldiers and she talks to them and they have this nice little thing where she's like, "Oh, I have a wife and I'm just out here doing that." And he has like a nice little line about how he just hopes it's a, a girl because girls don't have to go off and fight other people's wars, quote unquote, um, and. And it was nice to see her be like, oh, shit, I probably just murdered some innocent people who weren't, like, the worst people in the world. They aren't all want to murder my family. Some of them are just people who just happen to be born in that circumstance. So it's good to see her sort of take stock of that and what she is going to be doing and murdering whole groups of people. I guess one of my other things is maybe maybe you, maybe you see something a little bit – I guess maybe a little bit differently than I see. I wonder, like, I've always seen, like, the characters kind of held up, like, as having different – kind of like there's very specifically each character that you know is in that gets a sort of power over people in the course of the show like you know Cersei is a type of power John is a type of power Daenerys is a type of power for a lot of different characters and how they rule people and a lot of times like Daenerys is probably on the most moralistic high ground of of anyone often to her own detriment uh Mm. which is I think I think kind of the point uh but uh one of the things that like I'm interested to see is like I kind of read from that scene kind of 
a little bit like for me it was foreshadowing of a possible evil outcome to Arya's character <laughs> or possibly ills that yeah. she could do in the pursuit of things and that, that's my that's my like thing is like for me that was table setting for possibly I, unjustified Arya murder I, I don't know about that I, I just see it more like she's a kid she got her childhood taken away from her she spent her whole rest of the time saying I'm gonna murder these people she finally gets to murder eight and then she's like oh wait there's actually consequences if you actually murder that's more what it came to me was like she is still coming at the murder at a childish revenge mentality and now she has to realize that like killing whole groups of people isn't just like a fairy tale like there are you know actual consequences to your actions that's what I, I got from it I agree yeah. with that but my bit is like is that gonna be her arc for the season I think so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm saying the arc is not completed at this moment. I'm no, saying no, they're right. foreshadowing no. that existing. Sorry, we're, we're on the same page. Got it. My bad. My bad. Um, I, Sorry, I, I interrupted like, you, Sean. I was like, I really that? hope Ed Sheeran is not like the turning point no, for Arya's no. character. <laughs> Ed Sheeran sang a song. I was like, Remember when Ed Sheeran like, looked at the <laughs> camera and he's like, "This song available on Spotify," and then like, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Ben. It was a, it was a good scene because uh, you know had. I was very much, especially after what had just happened, I was completely expecting her to just murder these Lannister like troops, right? Because she mm-hmm. has the ability to do it. She could have done it pretty easily. Um, and, you know, these are just some like random guys just doing their job. And the fact that she was able to kind of make that distinction, I think, says a lot about her character. So mm-hmm. I think I'm, it's also like, I, go ahead, Jenna. That's what I really liked about. I mean, even though I thought this episode was kind of slow, I did like that we saw more of the like the human side rather than the royalty side of war. Mm-hmm. So like these poor kids are sitting around a fire, like not having a good meal away from their families, their parents, their like newborn babies. And like, they're just like, I wish I could go home. And I think that was a really, for me, it was really telling because I've, I've spent the last eight years away from home and it was like, yeah, I love being able to have that chance. So I thought that was a very humanizing part of Arya's storyline that we don't see frequently at all. Yeah. And, and two, also, it's it's interesting to me. I think it, I felt like there's also a little bit of commentary on the bloodlust of the audience. That like <laughs> right, we see right, we yeah. see you see her coming up and she's doing like her Arya thing where her head's down and you're like, oh shit, shit's gonna go down. And then it's like Ed Sheeran just being all cute and shit, and you're like, oh, <laughs> god damn it! Cute <laughs> ginger face thing. Yeah, it's very. It, I think it's very like I, I think like a the whole scene is about. I, and I guess that maybe that's the thing that threw me off is like I'm so ready for bloodlusty Game of Thrones and I'm so hyped from the previous season that maybe this episode is tripping me up on purpose, uh, subverting my expectations with the shit montage, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literal shit Ooh. montage. Yeah, Sam was a lot uh, of subverting expectations. It, it was good. Yeah, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good Twitter about that shit montage. I'm just saying, <laughs> like that's the, them some good tweets. Uh, but well, uh, before we get to the shit montage. Um, I actually I want to get to I want to go up north because there was some really cool stuff and actually one of the prettiest scenes in my opinion was the initial scene of like the White Walkers just kind oh, of emerging man. out of like the the freaking tempest. Oh, I'm, so cool. I'm amazed by this show's daring to use blacks like and and mm, that mm-hmm. me cool just let me. It's a camera that. term, people. It's <laughs> yeah. a camera term. Yeah, it's a camera term. So, like, when you have that, when you have anything, you have like the uh, thank you, Ben. <laughs> so, You're like, welcome. you have like the kind of like you know how the show is generally like very, very dark, like, and it, it leans into the darks, and that's the thing is like the whole shot, especially with like the shot on Dragonstone, with the uh, with the. Uh, or just like the hound and like how like there's like they're both they're all backlit and like the, the detail is still within the dark parts and it's it's shot in that way and most TVs can't really handle that kind of like yeah that kind of shooting so like I always my, find my TV it like, got a little like uh, wavy oh mine did too I have a good TV and it was just like it couldn't handle it and I was like yeah. I was like hey that's great that's really daring of you HBO but at the same time I'm like we really should be buying this is like Blu-ray only <laughs> like I was right. like. A, I was a little. I got bit, to I was, watch this episode on a 4K TV last night. It was beautiful. Can I? Actually, did you actually? Could you very distinct distinguish? Did you see any sort of like aliasing? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not gonna spin. Like waving. No. I like don't know black. what that means. Exactly. Yeah, uh, no, it's like really only, dark. Like I mean, it, see, like, uh, obviously, by the nature of what 4K is, it was incredibly high definition. But I think the thing that I noticed that was most different to like a regular television was the frame rate appeared to be higher. 
TVs probably set with it on. It's probably Most the TV. TV. TVs, yeah. unfortunately, are set with it on automatically, and it drives me insane. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. It, uh, you gotta. I, I find that like most 4K TVs, you really have to play with out of the box because otherwise, it can get really, really weird on you. Sorry, let's. This is so not to the point. I'm so no, sorry. you're yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I so mean, there wasn't there wasn't a, there wasn't a whole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that really happened. I just thought it was a cool shot, and you know, brand. You know. As as we predicted, <laughs> you heard it here first. You, you, um, you gotta love the their their level of IDness, where it's like, "Who are you? I saw a vision of you once." Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> you're yeah. you're in. Another fucking far. crazy person. Whatever. <laughs> so I, I am still curious, though, whether I mean, there's a whole lot of implications uh, with respect to Bran actually, you know, now being on the other side of the wall first the, and, and most obviously, you know, he was branded with the, by the night King. So does that mean that, um, that the wall is now, you know, reachable and second, um, is he actually going to go tell John, um, you know, his heritage and what, 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 no, what does that have to do? He's going to, he's going to go back in time and be brand the builder, dude. And the builder, that's right. Time traveling, time. brand ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm conflicted on it. Sorry, go ahead, Jenna. Thank you. I'm conflicted because I, I definitely thought that once Bran was through the wall, it was it was all over. Like, here comes the army. But they didn't make a big deal out of it, which for Game of Thrones, I feel like usually there's some kind of hint or clue or indication. And this was just like, oh, yes, come in. And Mira, you too, of course. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen next. I really did think that was like, you know, the end of mankind when Bran got to the wall. I think for me... Two of the three story, two storylines were definitely making John and Danny have to get together, like to meet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Bran is probably the same. That's why I feel like Bran being back, it's like I see the progression of shit. We got to go Dragonstone, get Dragonglass to talk about. Danny's there. Maybe we should form an alliance. Oh fuck, you're a Targaryen. Uh oh, that's a problem. <laughs> Who's gonna <laughs> inherit Dragonstone? That's kind of what I saw. All this leading to is my my guess. So I think Bran is more there right now for the Targaryen thing, for Jon Snow's origin and stuff. The wall might become later, like when they show up and they're like, aha, we have a wall. And they're like, aha, there goes your wall. I don't think the wall's coming down until the last episode of this season. It's it's a perfect season finale. Like, come on. It is. yeah, it's like stuff. it's too perfect. like they they somebody they succeed against Cersei and then everyone's still fucked. That's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it works really well like that. Like Cersei somehow empirically kills a dragon or something, you know, like something like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the problem with uh, I don't know. I could see this being a problem is that I feel like Danny is just so overpowered with dragons, and then this whole time thing can like it's very easy for Game of Thrones to just like kind of you know go over the the chicken coop on all the magic (laughs) and i really hope they don't do it um but you know i think with respect to the dragon glass like there's going to be a point where i think danny's going to be in trouble and she actually is going to need john's help and that's like where the you know how he's going to get the dragon glass because there's just no way she's just going to be like sure like come on in like take all the dragon glass Um, or with her or with like danny's like ancestral home (laughs) danny's like spooky zombies (laughs) <laughs> distinct mistrust of the Starks and everything. Like Danny doesn't give a shit for the houses, to be honest with you. And and I think at this point, like Danny's like been kind of dealing with. And that's the other thing too is kind of bothering me is that the Red Woman of the other Red Woman of Mir has like been a wall since Tyrion yeah. made a deal with her. Yes. and that's yeah, she like, wasn't noticeably in that sequence. And I was like, oh, maybe my theory about her being like the setup for the conflict was wrong because <laughs> she was nowhere to be found in that sequence. I, I'm very terrified she's going to just appear and that's going to annoy the shit out of me. Like, I want her to be a part of the power base if she's like becomes important later. Do you know what I mean? She doesn't like, show up in the last episode. Like, I'm important now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, or they like just to have like that one, like red woman standoff with Melisandra. And I'm just like, meh. Okay. <laughs> You're old lady. Old. 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 And every time she comes on Too screen old. now, I'm going to be like, you're old! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone who you're watching Game of Thrones with will appreciate it. Um. I, I just enjoy... Oh, for... What's your what's your name of your law firm, uh, Sean? 
<laughs> we're not. We're not. No. He's not here. By the way, that works with Sean. If you need shit, I have a full video library, and I will sell it to you. I will sell you all the good stuff. Just we're, we're not. We're not talking about. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about shit. Just, just quite yet. But we'll, we will get there. <laughs> um, but first, uh, we have a very cool. You know, it's it's kind of funny as I go like back through all the stuff that happened. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of cool scenes. Like the King's Landing scene with uh, Jamie and Cersei was just another really awesome scene where Cersei just kind of like goes batshit, in my opinion. Like, you know, there's nothing. An entire map of Westeros she can stand on. Like, you can't get more visually like conquer (laughs) the shit out of everything than standing on the map of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they're painting it at the beginning just to illustrate that they didn't. They wanted this. They wanted this imagery for this season for cinematography purposes. (laughs) And so they just baked that in entirely just so they could do that. (laughs) I I appreciate that because you don't just walk into like they have a map floor. She's like, no, she asked for that map floor. She wanted that map floor. Yes. I'm not going to lie. It sort of annoyed me that we never saw Stannis sit on that other throne. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I was like, Stannis just like, Stannis is the totally the kind of person that would have just been like, throne. You know, like, that's exactly who he is. I, I just. He's a practical man. Free throne. He doesn't have to carve a new one, you know? Like, yeah, well, yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, he would just need throne. that Iron Throne shit. And also, that throne is badass, but besides yes. that. Yes. <laughs> Is that dragon glass like around the throne or that it's made of? I don't don't know, but I love how it matches Daenerys' new color palette. I just say. Yeah, she was in goth clothes. I'm so happy she finally looks like she's going to conquer shit rather than like, oh, let me be sexy for my male audience. I'm like, no, like you're a conquering queen. Hey, (laughs) she lives in the practically the Amazon. It is hot there. (laughs) It's cold again. The Amazon warriors wore more clothing than her, man. (laughs) Not not in my dreams. Um, (laughs) I'm joking. I don't know. Going back to the scene that you hijacked. (laughs) You hijacked this off of. You gotta fight harder, man. If you want to lead this, you gotta fight me harder. Come on, let's do this. (laughs) Um, But no, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, she clearly has nothing i mean she doesn't have any kids anymore right so uh you know i think we actually are seeing cersei just kind of in her natural state where she's just like fuck everybody like i'm gonna i'm gonna kill everybody conquer everything and that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's all for me now which I just gotta love cersei inviting euron all the way over and then be like nah i won't marry you <laughs> like that's <laughs> a- <laughs> What was Euron wearing? It was very like '90s alt rock. It was very <laughs> something the Smashing Pumpkins would wear. I feel like oh, oh, God. He's, like walking in like, "Hey, you fuck boys here! What <laughs> <Yeah>. you need?" <laughs> <laughs> the two hands comment was also brutal too. I loved that. that. Was savage. That was that was like I, I, I was. He's I was, got I, two thumbs and a thousand ships. I really, yeah. I was like, it was, I really, where is Sean going? Sean just abandoned, abandoned podcast. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm done with these dickheads. All right. In, in lieu of, of lieu of Sean uh, running. Oh, hey, he's back. Sorry. <laughs> we thought what he happened? just gave up on us. <laughs> Looks like you're done. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> continue. Yeah, continue. I, I was, continue. it was cool to see you're on with his ships. I thought those were really cool design ships. They looked That was a yeah. badass yeah. flagship, though. Just from like yeah. a. Just from like a construction standpoint, I'm not exactly entirely certain how they just suddenly managed to make a thousand ships. Yeah. Where did they get uh, the wood? Like uh, is there, are there trees on the Iron Islands? No. Yeah, they that was ridiculous. Because from- um, it was last season where there was, you know, Theon and uh, not Asha, Yara. Yeah, right. um, like stole half of the fleet and then he's like oh we're gonna like cut down all the trees on iron island and like create a giant fleet and i'm like first off there probably aren't any trees on iron island it's just don't just, you like, know anything island. about medieval economics this whole world doesn't make any any sense JR, like J- not jr Tolkien. oh my god Thanks, i love you grm uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense from like a production standpoint they don't even have like how are they like surviving on the iron islands they're iron islands they're not growing anything it doesn't make any sense like, right they, just, they, they mention how they just steal everything yeah, and I love how they're like, yeah, everyone is ugly on the island. I'm like, oh, <laughs> should have trash. It's just an island of assholes. So what? Uh, what is like the uh, the gift that he's gonna bring her back? 
Oh, Tyrion. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay, everyone's or on the same page. That's, that's what Tyr- I was thinking. Tyrion or the horn for the controlled dragons. It's one or the other, but I'm assuming it's Tyrion. Mm. Yeah. God, seriously, with controlled dragons, it's just horrifying. Yeah. Just, yeah. On yeah, so many levels. Telling than Tyrion, because obviously, if he goes after Tyrion, Danny's going to send his head back to Cersei. Like, here's your gift. But I, I really right, do think right. one of the dragons is going to die, so this is a perfect outlet for it to die, and I'm going to hate it. But she, right, he'll come in on a dragon and be like, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I guess it's time to talk about shit. So, this fucking we five. Can start the north if you want to avoid <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, we, we, like, we, we need to John. talk about. Oh, we'll, we'll we, we, we didn't. You, you were going to talk about the North initially. Did you want to talk real quick about like Sansa and John? All right, yeah, yeah. Let's do that, and then and then we'll get to the shit montage. That's fair. Yep, we'll get to the shit eventually. Aroused <laughs> 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 Tormund once again. Return of Aroused Tormund. I was, you know, <laughs> I love how that man can appear aroused with his beard. Like he's just like, yeah, it's just like his face isn't totally immobile. He's like he's like Tom Hardy. You can put a mask on his face and he acts just as well. Right, like, right. You only need eyebrows. Like. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop covering that Tom Hardy face. You just can't stop. Yeah, yeah, especially like in Dunkirk when like literally like uh, Nolan is making that joke. It's such a brutal joke to make of him. He's like, he's great. We don't need to see his face. He's, he emotes well. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. But uh, what did you guys, uh, sorry, I don't mean to steal this from you a little bit, Sean, but like what did you guys think of like kind of the take on particular, like clearly this has been signaled all along that it's going to be uh, Sansa and John. But what do you? Where do we think Sansa's gonna go? Is I guess the thing. It's, I don't really want to have it. Like for me personally, like I like yes. San, there's tension between Sansa and John. No, no fucking shit. Uh, but my interesting thing is like I know where John. What John is gonna do? John shit. You know, like John is gonna do John. Like that's always been clear, and that's just what's gonna happen. So I guess the big question for me this season is like. Which way does the wind blow with Sansa? Is she going to take Littlefinger's take? What is going to happen with that? So here's the reason that I like took a while to get to this plotline because I just don't think they're you know I think it's 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 a it's a false uh, it's a red herring right like they're they're trying to fuck with us because at the end of the day there's no way that Sansa is going to take Littlefinger's side over Jon's it's just never going to happen. Um, but like, I don't know. I disagree. I think I like her like oh uh, like you're absolutely right. It could be a red herring, but like it is signaled pretty strong that she is like this Cersei in training. Yeah, I mean... She's so so arrogant and thinks she's so much better than she is. Like, that's been a... I hate Sansa, so I'm very biased about this. But she's so arrogant about her own, like, cunning and her own potential for whatever. And so she's like, I know what he wants. And I'm like, yeah, we've all known what he wants for a million seasons and, you know, five books. Like... I don't know. So I, I can see her thinking she knows better than John again because she always thinks she knows better in, than everyone. In fairness to her and saying that, like, John would be dead without her. Yes. At this moment. Yeah, but it's like a part of her character for her always to think she knows best and, like, ask forgiveness later. Like, I mean, even with when she was, you know, betrothed, she's like, no, no, he's a good person. He's a good person as he's sadistically killing, like, little kids and animals. And, <laughs> yeah, I... No, she's going to. I don't know. That was bad judgment. Yes, I think. I think the difference between you know Sansa betrothed to Joffrey versus Sansa ruling next to John in the North is that maybe she does still think that she's better than everyone else, but at the same time, maybe now she actually is because her character arc over the last six seasons has just been astounding to me and now i think she actually does know what she's doing and yeah maybe she's more afraid of cersei than she needs to be but it's because she was in there with cersei in king's landing and has seen what she can do and what she wants to do i guess my my point at this stage in the game with the starks is that like the themes of J.R.R. tolkien is like people falling to darkness and people survive by being evil essentially 
sorry. It's my bad. It's really late, oh, guys. I'm sorry. And Jenna's Jenna's looking at me like, "Fuck you, asshole." Um, right. I had class all day and had to like sneak in this show, so I'm just happy to be here because I was I finished the show like four and a half hours ago, so it's been a, it's been tough, but yay, Game of Thrones. Thank podcast. you so much. No, I've also you're been the best. Shout out to literally everyone I meet. So if I wasn't here, it'd be really embarrassing. Yeah, so like, yeah. Now that you've like sent out the, like the first episode, because this is like the first episode of the season. Now, like if we send it out to everyone and they're like, "Oh yeah, try it." Uh. Yeah. Now it's like now you feel terrible if you miss it. Um, I, I guess my bit is like the Starks are like the theme is like they have to fall to evil to survive. So the question is, is like clearly Arya and Sansa are sort of doing that sort of double track thing. John a little bit too, in like his own weird sort of way. Uh, and so my point here is there's too many Starks. So I think it's odds on which Stark is going to go all the way. I, I suppose is the take. I don't know. Cause that seems to be, a, that seems to be a theme to me. That's building. <laughs> a lot that, of them are dead, man. But here, here's, here's a lot of dead Starks. Here's, here's the point. Like, let's remember that Littlefinger was the person who, like, essentially sold Sansa into like the the hands of Ramsay Bolton. And after like doing that, like, there's just no way that she's ever gonna like take his side on anything. Like, he is a dead man walking, as far as I'm concerned. And like, we're just waiting for the moment until like Sansa like kills him and really kind of takes yeah. up his mantle. Um, yeah, he's definitely gonna take over the veil. Like, no, no question. My yeah. opinion. She's going to yeah. do a similar thing yeah. he did. What is, yeah. I think, an she interesting point. Men, and that's what I think is compelling is she might pick marriage for for the people, like, you know, a political marriage just to get his, like, the veil oh. on her side, and then she can kill him. She's totally going to she use. take him through the moon door, it's fine. She's going <laughs> to totally use that little boy, and I think that maybe, like, is that, like, well, that sounds really bad in context. Um, but like, that is what's going to, like, I do see that happening in Littlefinger arranging it. And then does, she, I, do we get a kind of like a, like, I, I guess my bit here is like, is there enough legs on this series at this point for them to go to the veil, have intrigue, kill Littlefinger, kill John Aaron? That's a lot of steps. <laughs> like it is a lot of steps. But it's at a the lot same of steps. Time, everyone has magic teleportation powers now, yeah. so they the, could the be back everyone. in the area in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you're you're right. I've I've always been surprised. Like at the end of last season when they killed like everyone, I was like, well, that ended a lot of plot lines. Great. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I guess that's. Yeah, and I guess that's my take is like, you know, Sansa's going to go there. I would put odds on Sansa being kind of evil before the series is over. Uh, and that would be my she take. She had a for lot her. of shit happen to her. Yeah. I, no, I, I totally agree. I just think that that's, that's an interesting. I, I do think that that's like. I do think that. Like, because Sean thinks it's a red herring. And I'm like, no, like, they're setting up tension between Sean and Sansa that's already pre- previously existed in their relationship. And now that she's like my odds on favorite Stark to be kind of essentially the Night Queen, uh, that. That works really well in terms yeah, of like would be a fun twist yeah it would be the night queen not a night king and that would be in sansa's kind of going evil she's got all these night like i mean that's that's just you know and that's the thing that jared jared i mean that's the problem with like i'm not gonna say tolkien i swear a fucking christ i can't believe i've done that twice in a game of thrones podcast that i'm on jesus christ yeah. uh but uh, G- shut up. GR, <laughs> I'm going to put it like right there over your face, Sean. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to draw a picture of GRM and just like have his little smiling, happy face like over yours. Um, <laughs> I just, I just think that with like kind of the predictions of like, you know, but the, the issue with him is you're absolutely right. Is that there's thematic elements everywhere with him. So it's like, what's going to, like, I guess, like, you know, this is the thing. It's like we've been seeing themes everywhere from the very, very beginning that didn't pan out So at this point. So your prediction is that, like, they're going to pull a Buffy the Vampire Slayer and go, like, Dark Willow on us to, like, create a, a villain for the last season? You just made that about a bajillion times sexier for me. Like, Dark, Dark Knight Queen Sansa is, like, that. that's hot, dude. <laughs> that's going to sell some action figures if you know what I in mean. the writing room for that. That's hot, dude. Yeah, I mean, we know what kind of like writing room that is. Yeah, sorry. 
Whoa. <laughs> if you want to support us, head on over to TuscanShed.com backslash support us. <laughs> a little less problematic. How about we just point out that uh, Leanna Mormont showed up again and was fucking awesome as always. Oh, God. She's, she's yes. just Saying she's literally just like a mascot at this point. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like she just shows up and all the men listen and it's amazing. <laughs> so this is this 12-year-old girl. Like, no, no, my lady. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and like I love like I love like Brian's like lady power boner in the corner for her. It's not in, like yes. a weird way, but like in an honest like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also watching her beat the shit out of Pod was great. Just, <laughs> you're a lucky and, man. And you're a lucky man. <laughs> He's just like yeah. I want her to. Sp-. Go, nope, not gonna say it. Yep. Let me make a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the poor Bear Islanders. It's like, yes, all the children Bear Islanders will fight as well. <laughs> it's fine. Right, so they will completely die out by the end of this season. Like, poor things. They're the toughest and they're gone. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess it is time to actually get to uh, to the weird, really bizarre, in my opinion, the most bizarre part of, of this, this uh, episode, which is like this real weird, like, five-minute shit montage. And then there's, like, intestines involved. And it's really funny because, like, I feel like everyone can deal with, like, some of the gore and all the deaths in Game of Thrones, but then it's, like, you put, yeah. you put like, some shit on screen for a couple seconds and everyone's just freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so, so what, I like... I disagree. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, like, I have to ask, like, why, <laughs> why, why was that a thing? Like, someone has to explain this to me. <laughs> what was, like, this because choice? Because it shows the, like, mundane existence, you know, rather than yeah. seeing all these lords and ladies constantly, like oh, who can I screw over today? It's like, for most people in the Middle Ages, this would be their, like, ha-ha, shitty life. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so that's why I actually, I thought it was a little long, definitely, but I thought it was really well done because it's just it was, like this constant repetition of, like, wow, it sucks to be at the bottom your, of your this life. society. If you're yeah. not cleaning shit, you're washing it out. If you're not done, you're pouring the soup. And, yeah, it's like, the whole days go together kind of thing yeah that's what i figured it was going for it was weird that it had the rhythmic sound because it almost sounded like it was going to do a song like they pushed that a little too much but that that's i agree with you uh jenna i think that was the the intention because i think when we saw you know he goes to this amazing tower at the end of the series season and then like he's gonna go he's gonna go learn he's gonna go learn instead he becomes a summer intern you know he becomes the middle ages unpaid intern of like oh you know you have to clean shit and like 30 years from now you can know all the cool stuff but like you gotta clean shit and like help move organs and work with Jim Broadbent before you get anywhere near that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's an interesting point because I feel like they kind of built up Old Town to be the New York City of of Westeros basically right like it's the biggest city and it's really pretty they've got like these cool towers and they've got this awesome library but it's still just kind of (laughs) sucks there's hierarchies there's hierarchies even in you know, education and higher learning. I think that was the idea. Was like, you don't just come in and become a grand maester. You gotta work the same way a knight has to work to become a you know, lord, or you know. That's why all the grand maesters are so old is they spend thirty years shoveling shit before yeah. they do anything. And they're else. like, I'm not leaving till I die. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, where do you think they're going with this plot line? You know, it seems like he stole some some secret books that have some interesting things to say about the White Walkers. Um, do we this think he's just going to be chilling in uh, Old Town all season, or what, what's he going to do? Well, um, he did uh, get to meet up with a character who I was surprised to already see this early yeah. on in the season. Yeah, we've got Jorah Mormont there trying to get cured of his grayscale, and so. I think he and Sam are going to, even if Jorah doesn't go anywhere, they're at least going to have some pretty interesting conversations this season where Sam might learn some useful things. I agree that was very racist, Sarah. We all agree, right? That that was a very, right? Sorry. I'm trying to fool Jack and it's not working. <laughs> I know. It's just like to say. It's, um, I'm, apparently, I'm very easily I, fooled I, into being racist. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, was, I, I wanted you to think we were talking about something contentious when you came back. Um, oh, work. yeah. It's like something uh, very, very, like, awful. <laughs> yeah. I was, this, Sam was, Sam's section was probably my least favorite just because I didn't like, A, that he figured out the Dragonstone, which is something fucking Stannis told him four seasons ago. And then B, I don't really like that Jorah Mormont is there, and we're obviously going to 
connect the two and he's probably going to get cured by some voodoo magic you know what i mean or mm-hmm. something like i don't know just it, coincidences are too much in this case for me on this one it, there's yeah. there's probably i guess the big here is like for thematic purposes like how much thematic bullshit is going to happen to like mm-hmm. deus ex moxena to move characters to where they need to be yeah um also official drink of the feast for bros pot uh uh podcast today is an italian manhattan which is a uh, two parts bourbon one part uh cardamaro and one part sweet vermouth well with a good slice of uh, orange rind uh you stir over ice leave for a couple minutes and into a chilled coupe glass <laughs> oh so my there God. You go. i recommend also um a chip, uh, i recommend a chipotle uh cup filled with um diet coke makes you feel super hipster and yeah, it's, just, it's really nice. <laughs> I'm drinking a 2015 Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, it's called the inaugural. <laughs> <laughs> it was this wine was made yesterday. I freshened yeah, it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So we we now get to I think what I would argue is like probably the most interesting scene. Um, certainly the, probably the best acted scene in my opinion, which is the Riverlands with Sander Clegane. Um, you know, he's hanging out with Beric Zondarian and Thoros and the Brotherhood Without Banners. And they come upon this house um, and it turns out, you know, they go in and uh, it's the, full, the poor fucking, uh, you know, dad and his kid uh, and his daughter from like a season or two ago who like took him and, and Arya in who Sanders stole from um, and tragically they both starved to death and like the father apparently like killed the daughter rather than have her starved to death uh, literally starved to death so it was just like oh god you know it was like and he said luck. that it was going to happen you know and then to see it actually happen and I loved the juxtaposition of like the comic relief at the beginning when you know the hound and Beric are like exchanging these words because Game of Thrones is a very heavy show and so a little comic relief is nice but then also it's this like they're exchange they have this exchange at the same time it's like there's two dead bodies in the corner who literally you know committed homicide suicide because that was be- the better option and I-, I thought that was a really powerful scene plus just seeing this more like the you know the reborn hounds like he actually he does have some good in him and he can feel emotions and be scared of the future because the flames don't look good yeah all right let me just take it back though for one second like i like the scene as well i'm not disagreeing with anything the gravedigger illusions are so cool and also like how the hound deals with uh religion in terms of like the hound has absolute proof that religion exists but it's also like whatever religion and it chooses to exist and create a world like this is awful. Like yes. I love, I love like hound the hounds like very very harshness about that and like his inability to reconcile what's happening or what is to seem as nice. Looking into the fire, I thought like the pro- I don't know. I thought he was gonna make a joke the entire time. I, I did too. Sure I did too, too. <laughs> and I just I was waiting for it, and just because it's such a change in his character for him to uh, and all of a sudden have magical abilities to look into the fire is such a shift for that show that I just I, like it threw me off a bit, and then I was very happy to see it. I mean, it it it, it kind of went over it by having the grave digger scene and going. I was like, I don't know what gods there are. I don't remember the prayer. I'm sorry, you're dead. Like that was such a good mm-hmm. classic yeah. hound moment. Uh, but I guess just like him having visions in a fire is like not cool to me. Well, I don't think you have to have magical abilities to like see into the fire. That's just generally, you know, that's how like the the red religion works. Like you can, you know, at a certain time if there's like shit going on, you can see the future in the fire. And here it looks like I guess East Town is probably getting overrun by White Walkers. So I don't think it told us anything interesting. You know, not, nothing that we we didn't know was going to come already. The White Walkers are are coming. Winter is here. Um, yeah. But really, the more interesting part of that scene was him just kind of coming term coming to terms with just how much like the Game of Thrones world sucks. That you know you have people who who are like nice people, um, and it really comes back to bite them in the butt um, in probably the worst way you could possibly imagine. And you know, you have someone like Beric Dondarrion who, like, has, has died several times and keeps coming back to life. And, you know, what kind of a world is this? Um, yeah, I guess that's why I like this episode is that there was a couple recurring things. That was the recurring theme of this episode was contrasting, oh, I have to be the king of the north. I've come to my ancestral homeland to reclaim my throne. And, like, soldiers who just have to work the day to day. 
maesters who have to just shovel shit, <laughs> literally. Um, and 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 in this case, people who are simple farmers who are going to die because the weather's going to become horrible, and they just don't have any a- ability to prepare for it because they're not part of some house or something like that. And that's just what happens, you know. And like that's what I appreciate about this episode was having like a little bit more of the the ground level stuff was was unique for the show. It- it was like the Rogue One of Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> oh, and man, everyone died. <laughs> ben, I do want you to admit to me. And well, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to put words what, in your mouth, you could totally disagree with me. me Sorry, I was like, you must admit this. Do you like it? Like it, as an editor, though, that mon the shit montage needed to be about as half as long just from like a good need to be half as long and not as rhythmic it was that was the part that was getting weird to me that it was, it was literally sounded yeah. like it was about to become money by pink floyd it's like bing, bing, it didn't no, no, it was musical it was a yeah. musical shit montage and i was like i get like, the I theme like, a lot but yeah it got a little much at the end yeah and that, that, i was actually i was from a conceptual standpoint i like it i just think from like an editing standpoint i was like yeah this is almost we just, got the point like, when like you edit it and you didn't know what was soup and what was poop and as soon as he got that point then like you had to be like stop you know because yeah you get and it the was point that it, it's, it's like any edison in community and sometimes you know that like dan Harmon puts her in situations to make good gifts out of it and that's like this is one of those moments where they're like game of thrones controversy shit montage <laughs> like that's, that's like you know that they're doing that right poop, poop. so i the, kind of the way i want to try to bring this thing home is uh you know maybe kind of give me your thoughts on the episode just at a high level like did you think was this what you were hoping for you know we've been waiting around now for you know, a year and a couple months, like, is this the introduction back to Game of Thrones that you were expecting? Like, what did it, you know, did it meet your expectations? And second, like, what do we think? Where do we think we're going from here? Like, where, where do you see the season going? Who do you want to, I think oh. you should point out people, because we're all Let, uh, let's, uh, yeah. let's start with you, Ben. Okay, uh, like I said, I, I this isn't the episode I thought it would be for sure, but I at least like that it was a little bit grounded. I totally understand, because there are seven episodes. So, like, you're like, Okay, one is good. Let's not have three because that's usually the Game of Thrones style. You know what I mean? Right. Like usually one, two, right. and three are very slow. Four, you start to feel stuffy, etc. I don't have to go the whole season, but like I want that contracted. So I want one through three in this episode, and I want two to have a little more plot. So certainly that's the case. If two is more plot, I think that's totally fine. That we kind of had this like table setting episode for sure. Maybe a little bit too on the nose, like I said at the end, literally ending with you know shall we begin? Like um. Uh, was a little much, but I at least appreciated that it had like sort of a, a good mix of stuff. I like the gravitas and the Daenerys sequences. I like the sort of ground level stuff for the most part. Um, it, I guess my my what I feel like will happen is we're just we're shrinking. We're shrinking everything. The map's too big. Everyone's too far apart. We got to make everybody converse. We got to get them all there. And I feel like that the edge of the White Wall. We're gonna get the Hound up there. We can get John up there. Maybe Danny up there. You know armies down there like we're gonna we're gonna shrink this map a little bit because people are <laughs> do you goddamn do filming you, countries <laughs> do you need a whiteboard ben yes no i need that conspiracy wall you know in like those movies yes. where they have like the 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 tassels oh, going yeah. everywhere yeah, yeah i need one of those yeah and then i look at it and go <gasps> and then it's like the music swells and i run i away made those and... in college and convinced myself that it was like a good man like a good way to study <laughs> stuff like remember that like i had that in my room and i was like i'm so intricate like i was just that's sherlock holmes does it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god oh so uh sarah how about you i uh, i absolutely agree with ben like i think it was necessary to have one table setting episode at the start of the season sort of remind everybody where all of the characters are what they're doing and give them an idea of where it's going but again as ben said since this season is condensed that needs to be done with now and even if we don't have any like epic battles in the second episode they do need to start moving more forward with the plot got it because there's only seven episodes yes yeah he's not yeah. <laughs> Is this yeah. the the Twin Peaks new series? <laughs> uh, I, I, I I think talking to you guys has helped me a little bit because this is a table setting episode. We all agreed to that. It scares me that there was even one table setting episode. To be honest with this, uh, and also like just I guess that's the other thing too is that like the way that they took their time with shots really bothered me. Even though like I artistically like all the things that they're doing. 
the fact that they take their time with the Danny shot, the fact that they take their time with the poop montage. There's just so much stuff that has to happen. And I just like, it's just like sometimes I get so overwhelmed with the scope of Game of Thrones that I'm just sitting there like, this can't possibly end all the threads. Like, we're never going to know what happened to Gendry. That's just a fact. Like, the only <laughs> yeah. thing, the only hope I have is that they're going to make like, some, like, winky, winky It'll be dink. a joke, yeah. It'll be yeah. a joke. Like, ro- like Gendry, like, like the war will end and the White Walk will be banished and Gendry rose ashore. That's, like, what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I missed. Oh, they'll go by a skeleton in a boat, and they won't explain what it is, and everyone will be like, ah, and they're like... Yeah. All you see is his arms just, like, off the yeah, side of the boat, like, he's been rowing and messing. <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone wants, is him to show up like Bane, like, with just huge upper body. Yes. <laughs> just like he, like, reaches out and crunches a, somebody's skull. Sorry, yeah, okay. I, uh, yeah, I just, I am, I'm, stu- I, like, I, even if it is cool to have one table setting episode, which I think what you guys are kind of saying, like, it still frustrates the absolute fuck out of me. And, I, and that's just because, like, you know, you ended on the highest high from the previous season and then gave me like a year to think about it and now i'm like it needs to roll (laughs) i mean clearly like that's not everyone like you from like a good episodic structure from a seasonal standpoint you like you need to like have intros and outros but still i'm not a fan yeah, I mean, there are, yeah, I'll, I'll just say this quickly, like, they, they can move, we know that they can move this show, right, really fast, uh, and that's kind of what we saw at the end of the last season. I remember we were all, like, very frustrated that this, uh, the whole confrontation between, like, the High Sparrow and uh, uh, Cersei was taking, like, so long to actually, like, get on with it, and then, like, the last episode, they're just like, oh, shit, like, there's a lot that happened, like, all the frickin' Tyrells died, like, you know, and they just kind of this big explosion, right? And that's it. Um, so we know they can move it quickly. Like they can always explain, you know, what's going on. But I kind of want that to happen over the course of multiple episodes and not just all at one time. <laughs> and that is kind of what right. scares me about this particular episode. Like, I, you or know. like the sort of fan that I am, which is the fan that yeah, like wants only, it all to happen now. <laughs> you can only do the Cersei trick one time. Like that was the cool magic trick of that season was you thought it wasn't going anywhere. And then it, all happened at once and everything blinked out like that was like the little magic trick they pulled you can only do that once if you just waste everyone's time again i'm like oh, okay stop yeah. doing that <laughs> you know yeah stop it no seriously all right jenna what'd you think uh i mean i agree with a lot of what was said i think one thing that you just remind me of sean is something i was like laughing but it was dumb was uh in the cersei scene when she's you know crawling all over the map about i'm gonna conquer everything <laughs> she kept saying the dumbest shit like and, you know, Olena Tyrell, and she's going to cut us off. I'm like, you killed her entire family, and she's too old to have more kids. Like, her line is done. No wonder she cut you off. Like, And it was it was something like that the entire time. Every time she mentioned a house, I'm like, obviously. Like, people aren't going to love you after what you've done. This is dumb. Um, but I agree. I think they could have cut back on some of the scenes. Like, yes, they're, they're, it was a beautiful episode. I mean, really well filmed and just... Just gut- stunning, truly. But it's like, okay, Danny, I don't need to watch you walk through an entire castle. Just show me, like, touching the soil because it's very powerful. Show me approaching the throne room. Um, and I think next episode we will see a lot more action because I think that's, like, the Game of Thrones way is these, like, lulls and then ebbs so that we get, like, excited and then lulled. Plus, there's so many hints this episode about all these alliances that may form. So I think we're going to see a lot of um, very suspicious time travel by our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. When, when John needs to go to Dragonstone, he'll just pop there. Like he's just gonna, like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be like John John and Littlefinger and everyone's just gonna fly around all season. Like you know, our, even within this episode, like Arya's almost to like King's landing like that that From happened the in this episode. <laughs> see here's the yeah. real problem is the white walkers haven't gotten to the little finger tunnels yet that's why they're taking so long they're going in like real time and so when they come over the wall they're just gonna go right to king's landing like a day you know? <laughs> just that's like yeah yeah. yeah they're laying the groundwork no seriously the slowest motherfuckers ever like and i, yeah. and I know like there's only so, you can only push the magical bullshit so far <laughs> like you know what i mean like, like i get it there's like a wall of ice and it's coming it's been coming for a while now like good job <laughs> <laughs> very slow you gotta take breaks well i guess that's a fair way to sum this thing up um you know i think we, we were all very very excited for game of thrones to be back and you know and they give us a table setting episode and it is kind of frustrating but 
hopefully uh hopefully we'll come back and see some some shit go down uh next episode and hopefully no more shit hopefully not literal shit no more shit no more shit <laughs> <laughs> anyway on that note um this has been a feast for bros uh, i'm sean solis uh ben north remembers <laughs> sarah thanks for listening jenna great to see you guys again then jack if you guys want to head on over to tuscanshed.com you can check out all actually sean I almost stole. I'm sorry. You, you. Oh no, you, you please <laughs> okay. take us out. So, <laughs> no, I don't. He's like, no, don't make me say all that bullshit. Yeah, head on over to tuskenshed.com and uh, go check out all our other not bullshit podcasts that are also great, including Animania, the Movie Gang podcast, and of course Geek Space Nine. Go check out all those, and then head on over to tuskenshed.com backslash support us and check out uh, all the ways that you could help keep us on the air, which we'd really appreciate. If you haven't noticed now. If you've been listening to our feeds a while or been looking at the live stream, note that we would really appreciate you guys like cross pollinating the streams a little bit. So you can go if you're you know if you're a fan of the podcast and getting on your favorite podcatcher, head on over to uh, YouTube and you can like and subscribe to us there and check out our uh, live stream, uh, which I think is going to continuously going be going out Mondays, Monday nights right after uh, uh, Game of Thrones on Sunday. So go check that out there if you're just checking into the stream for the first time why don't you head on over to uh itunes and subscribe to uh, a feast for bros there and also drop a review or a like also head on over to, we're on facebook tumblr twitter please head on over there you can also go to my instagram accounts and that's uh, f- uh at feast for bros on all of those so go check those out Woo.